Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan. You're back. Of course you'd be back. <laughs> they always come back. And me, I'm back. And you can't keep me down. <laughs> I kind of like that one. That was all right. <laughs> Every time I drive here now, I'm always just thinking, how's he going to do this? Like, I, don't spend, I, movie, I don't spend a second thinking about it. Not even a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time I watch the movies now, I'm just like, okay, what's going to get sung? And then what's going to get said in the I'm back uh, I was going to so, sing Rage Against the Machine, but we're going to hold back on I thought that. you were going to do Dracula. So, yeah, 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 I thought you were going to do Rob Zombie's Dracula. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, do Rob Zombie. So. <laughs> I love that one live. Great soundtrack, though. Unbelievable. Great workout soundtrack. <laughs> so we've got Nick. And then we got Ryan, so the tripod back together. So. We like the tripod, the <laughs> <Yeah>. name sticks. <laughs> and I'm sure, as you guys saw in the title today, we're doing The Matrix 1999. We're so, so. timely. It's about time, so right? Yeah, it's, it's about time. 20th anniversary. <laughs> we got movie news. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So first big bit of movie news is, of course, Star Wars trailer. I'm sure you guys you know, want to talk about right that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Star Wars yeah. Trailers, let's go down the rabbit hole. The pervert. So, we'll, take, uh, we'll take the red pill and let's see what we want. We can't what have here. an episode without talking about the Star Wars. We always got to talk about Star Wars. Ray yeah. turned bad. Is she a clone? Uh, is Luke Skywalker going to come back from the dead? Is Anakin going to? What are we talking about? I Nobody's think she's a robot. Gone. Nobody's like ever. Said, really yeah, gone. No, no, yeah, yeah, very well. Yeah. Well done. I <laughs> think that she's a robot. So, That's it. I think she could be a clone. Yeah. Because remember in Last Jedi, the mirror sequence where yeah. she looks at herself, and we were all like, "Oh man!" And but maybe it's logical now. Yeah. I mean, so well, I, I saw that. the uh, the Matt Pat film theory that he did, mm, and that okay. the whole kind of speculation that he was throwing out there is that she is a clone of Palpatine. Yeah. And that's why she's so like drawn <laughs> to the dark side. So one clone so, had more self awareness, and they just cut her loose, or one clone got away. It's just one of the contingency plans. So basically, I know like as far as like with the novels go, and even with the graphic comics too, graphic novels and the books is that Palpatine has like a whole bunch of contingency plans if he dies. Mm, and he's come back in different okay. ways where he's basically transferred his essence into a younger clone version of himself through using like the So divorce. he's the Nick right, Fury of this Yeah, he, he's, he's come back many different ways in comic <laughs> books. Uh, there was even a clone of, you know, Luke Skywalker from the hand that was got chopped off to as well. Interesting. You know, Which like... <laughs> was an original idea in The Force Awakens. We were going to get the hand falling through space. That was cut out of The Force Awakens. That was in the script originally. Oh, really? Yeah, that really? would have been interesting. Yeah, wow. which I kind of that would be cool and kind of dark, but they ended up not doing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it'd be cool if they end up making Ray like the, a clone of Palpatine yeah, or just yeah. someone The evil weird Anakin thing with or... Star Wars is, and it kind of bothers me, is that you can tell this last trilogy was sort of like made up on the fly. Yeah. And like that, you can see it in the editing. You can see it in how, like, obviously Ryan Johnson's direction versus Abrams' direction. Mm -hmm. And it, unfortunately, the character suffered. I think that's of that. how the first set of the trilogy went to as well, but I think. A you little know, now bit, that, but well, Lucas had a yeah, line. He, he didn't totally follow it, right. but he had a line. Yeah, he had an idea, but also, too, because when it came to that first trilogy, there wasn't as much lore as there is now. So now it's like you kind of had to have something and maybe backup plans. Nick, too. I'll have to challenge you in that. I think oh, that you producer can... Ryan. <laughs> no, Step it up. Ask, ask any of the hardcore you know Star Wars this. fans. <laughs> the I pull out my dual lightsaber <laughs> and shit gets real. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much George Lucas actually planned out, but still, you ask a hardcore Star Wars fan, they're going to be like, wait, what about this? This doesn't make sense. I don't know. I have no... Like, Luckily, there are no hardcore Star Wars this. fans here, so we don't have to have that conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll invite a couple of them when we do the Star hey, Wars film. <laughs> and if you want to say either Nick or I are wrong, go for it. Absolutely. Don't ever say I'm wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, Tyler's always right. If you don't... The Ewoks now, were planned. Let okay? me ask this question. That was a thing. Yeah, listen, I, I ride for the Ewoks. The holiday specials were planned, okay? <laughs> it was planned to make money, so... <laughs> 
the do we do will we be disappointed if all it is is like a quick vision situation like a vision sequence hmm. is that disappointing well do we think she's actually going full on evil or do you think maybe that's just i think know. it's like her fear of being drawn to the dark side yeah. or typical star wars you know i don't yada, know it yada, would yada. be interesting if they ended up leaving her as evil and they just left it as a she looks great finger, so it's, it's, she looks well, cool with the dark lightsaber needs I a little bit i thought it was cool of, just <laughs> how she like turns it in and like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like like I always thought like she was so yeah, yeah. Yeah. listen the opening of the Force Awakens is very very well made where she you're introduced uh-huh. to her and she's got the mask on and she goes down the the cavern of the the destroyed star yeah. destroyer and then she's got the staff and like it she's really good with the staff it's a good opportunity to introduce new weapons yeah. new toys for the kids right you can't go wrong yeah new lightsaber space balls the flamethrower so. the kids love this one <laughs> I mean I'm okay with the double, you know, the double-sided lightsaber. I always thought that was you really have cool. To be. You I mean, have especially to be. with Darth Maul. You <laughs> yeah, know what oh I mean? yeah. You remember that was that? dope. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. So but Darth Maul's double-sided light, that was cool. But, <laughs> but it's just the whole the, the bend and snap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone went up in that outrage. And we've seen it before. It was somebody saw it, said it was in a video game or it was in Clone Wars or something. Oh, I so, don't know. There's a whole bunch of different ones. Yeah, yeah. Somebody has that weapon somewhere out there. Someone will hit us up on Twitter. But let me ask you this though. Now, if so we haven't seen like the the end of a trilogy end like really really dark, with the exception of Revenge obviously of the Sith Revenge or, of the yeah. Sith. Yeah. So now Return of the Jedi is positive. Do we think it's sort of cyclical where the end of this one is going to be Rey is bad, she becomes like the Emperor and starts taking over the galaxy? Roll credits. I think that uh, if that, would that be happens, powerful. if that happens, it's going <laughs> to open up more sequels. That's what it's yeah. going to do. Right, but not right away. We yeah, could let right that away. lie for a little while. I mean, how long would they let it die out for? Like maybe another ten years or something? Or I don't know. Because no, 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 two thousand six was uh, Revenge of the Sith, and I think two thousand. I don't think they'll uh, do that because that's not Abrams anyway, but it would be interesting if they made that choice. I think Abrams is a great, like, here, this is a really cool idea. This is a really great concept mystery box, but then he never really finishes it. Here's a flashlight. Let me shine it into the camera. (laughs) (laughs) He never really finishes his stories. He's always got someone else to finish up his stories. Do you really think that? He's a good shepherd of the story, but not the story creator. Do you really think the studios, though, would allow that just to have it end? No, but that's the thing. Like, I think that they've already failed with The Last Jedi to some extent, even though it made billions of dollars. It doesn't really matter that much. So I think that they'd be more open to it right now than anything else. Uh Mm. And you already saw the tone of the uh, Mandalorian seems a little bit dark also. So I would definitely give the studio credit. Would it work on a broad sense, money-wise, fan-wise, toy-wise? I'm not sure, but I don't, I'd don't. i give them a lot of credit if they decided to go that way. Wait, what, what is the rating on this? What's the age rating on this? For, it's PG-13. Uh, it's going to be PG-13. Yeah, PG-13 okay. is usually right. what they are. So. Mm. I mean, Revenge of the Sith was PG-13. No rated R just pretty... yet. So. Now, okay. Rogue One was PG-13 also. That Let me moments. ask you this. Now, who is this movie for? Like, you know, Good question. What is, who's the audience for this movie? Yeah, that's true. That's, is, yeah. It, is it for the fans? I don't know that that's what they're doing. Doing yeah, here, yeah, you know? and it's, then it's I, not. I think we think the Last Jedi is the one for like the future fans. That that was the one where mm. they try to t- steer the ship in a different yeah, direction. Yeah. So now this is a this is trying to be more broad. Can we satisfy the future fans with the old timers mm. that think Luke, you know, got yeah? The shaft? I mean, <laughs> in, his, in the trailer, should they should they have even shown like her going to the dark side? The potential of her going to the dark side. I mean, it's kind of like a big giveaway. If well, if they do that, like that, yeah. If it ends you know, with it that, then it would be terrible. It's, yeah. it's like they they you hear the Emperor's laugh, but if all he is is a hologram. 
Instagram, what does it really mean? Right. If you see uh, Ray with the double red lightsaber and the dark robes, but if it's a vision for two seconds, what does it really mean? Nothing. Yeah. So in in a way, it's clever marketing. It's hard to it's hard to ignore that because they're trying to draw yeah, buzz. That's yeah, true. Yeah, and yeah, it's working. True. I mean, we're gonna go watch it. Go watch YouTube. Go watch the fifty videos out there. It's drawing buzz. People are talking about it. <laughs> but, Star Wars. <laughs> but we're like, talking about it. If if it does end with her going to the dark side, then that was a terrible trailer. That's yeah. like that's yeah. the that's Terminator right all over and again. For the record, I don't believe that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think. But that. if it ends up just being a vision quest, but also too, because this movie's probably gonna be what like a little over two hours. So mm-hmm. I mean, how are you gonna fit all that much of her going to the dark side then coming back? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless yeah. it is yeah. a vision quest it's type of thing. It's weird because like and I thought the Force Awakens set up all these different possibilities. Yeah. And then the Last Jedi sort of like took them all away. <laughs> so now like where you <laughs> think you would have like the Last Jedi, right? But you think like that Empire, was the best part. <laughs> but consider Empire Strikes Back. A lot of people say it's the best one. Yeah. It's hard to argue that. Of course, I ride for Return of the Jedi, but it's not. It's, we don't want to argue that today. The thing is, like, it sets up the third movie very well. The Last Jedi, I don't think it sets much up very well. You killed Snoke. You uh-huh. said Ray's parents don't matter. What are we talking about? So mm. now you have to encompass every squeeze it all into this two and a half hour yeah. movie or whatever. That's a lot of pressure. Do you, I don't do know you think that this movie is going to be just a setup? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that's what it was, so. if Ray goes to the dark side, takes over, the bad guys win, roll credits. It is a setup for like future movies in an interesting way. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I just. I just but, like the idea. I doubt they'll do it. I, I like the idea, too, because it's different, but I know for a fact it's going to leave a lot of bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah, People are going to be complaining be. about it and stuff. And then I gonna... already had a weird feeling leaving The Last Jedi the first time I saw it, so I'm over it now. You want to give me something new? But now you still watched it a bunch yeah. of times. How many times I was did you three and a half. Three and I, half. I, I still need to rewatch. That's three and a half um, more times than me. I, I still need to rewatch The Force Awakens. I still need to rewatch uh, Return, or uh, sorry, The Last Jedi. There's the so last many Jedi, other titles, yeah. yeah so That's not fair, because Watch, producer but. Ryan doesn't think the rules apply to him. All right, he thinks he's special. He could be on a movie podcast without watching without movies. Watching yeah, no, he's <laughs> obviously mistaken. But for all the audience members out there, it's Mr. very Anderson. interesting how I have not seen any of these movies, but I'm still in the conversation. Yeah, he's, he's I'm still throwing stuff into out. It. He knows more about hey, it now. So. You want to be the punching bag? I won't take your microphone away. We'll see how he feels after the 11 Star Wars movies he has. We're going to make a one week. Every single one. Director's cuts all solo, the way around. Oh, my Jedi, goodness. Rogue oh, One, yeah. the yeah, prequels. For sure, Solo. That's coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, interestingly enough, 1999, when The Matrix comes out, you know what the number one movie was that year? What was it? The Phantom Menace. Oh, oh. Yeah. What's that? The so, one with the speeders? That, that the is speeders. the one with the yeah. pod racers. It's like a forty-minute <laughs> uh, pod racing sequence, and it put me to sleep. Apparently, a couple times. Michael Jackson was really trying hard to play Jar Jar Binks. Really? Wow. Yeah, it was like, yeah, that's insane. Ooh, that wouldn't have aged well. <laughs> that would have been, oh, yeah, been a little rough to watch. Got a little <laughs> Kevin Spacey wait, situation. Wait, you're telling on. me that wasn't Michael Jackson? No, that was not Michael Jackson. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, moving yeah, on. Enough Star Wars. Yeah, moving on. Well, don't worry. We'll save our Star Wars talk for another episode. Yeah, yeah. It'll come. Not the droids you're looking for. Yeah, like Ryan said, we're gonna blow our whole wad in just one thing. Yeah. So... <laughs> I'm gonna I had hate to make it. it yeah, it's like, well... <laughs> but uh, so, Joker final trailer came out. I guess they're only gonna give it two trailers, and that's it. Producer and, uh, Ryan, what were your thoughts on, on the trailer? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. I haven't oh, seen man. it. Okay. So... But I will add into the conversation as <laughs> yeah, I did Star Wars. We should have made you watch it before we started. Ryan's our guy. He's I... our window. To, if I, you don't uh... know anything that you're you relate that's to Ryan. That's why I think. That's why I think our dynamic. Dynamic is so great. <laughs> I am not a movie guy, but here I am. <laughs> you know, here's my hot take on it. I don't like it. And it's just more evidence of what I don't like about it. You know what I think is going to happen? And it's not a spoiler. I don't know anything. Um, they don't give me screeners or anything of this stuff. 
Uh, I think that you see the Dark Knight uh, Returns, uh-huh. the two-parter animated series and the, yeah. and the graphic oh, yeah, novel. Yeah. So the part in that where he goes on TV and kills the host and stuff, yeah. I think that's going to be the climax of this movie. And yeah, I don't I know that. if that's... King of Comedy kind of yeah, King of Comedy with that dark climax. It's it's like uh, remember that old meme where it's like let me copy your homework and the book is a little different. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's kind of of like that. So it's obviously we've already seen it. At least true fans have already seen the comic, read the comic, or watched the animated series. So like again, it's an opportunity where we could have done something else, and it feels redundant and kind Mm, of unnecessary. Because um. I think we talked about it before where it's like, you know, it's the mystery of a character. That's the part that's so yes, intriguing. Yes, and yes. I think that's part of what makes Joker so intriguing yeah. is the mystery, you know, revolving around that character. But also, too, it's just kind of like it doesn't look as bad. The Joker laugh I'm OK with. It sounded it's, fine. Yeah. yeah I don't and, have a problem with the performance. <laughs> and Zazie Beats looks cool. And Robert De Niro is always fun to watch on yeah. screen. But like. Is this a story we... I just don't see yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I mean, as far as it goes, because there's the King of Comedy, which has who in it? Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Scorsese and so it's kind of... It's a comedian who loses and, his mind, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind so of it's kind of like, on the nose. <laughs> yeah. King of Comedy slash probably maybe even Taxi Driver too as well. Yeah, a little sure. Bit. I don't know if you guys... That. Or, if, you know, Nick, mm-hmm. you got that vibe. <laughs> I actually <laughs> but, think... Yeah, right? <laughs> do you, do I actually you, think like you won't see a ton of violence till that climax. Yeah. Not a bunch anyway, although we could be wrong about that. You see the Joker kiss a girl too. He's got Zazzy Beats, yeah. Girlfriend from, uh, no, from Deadpool, yeah, 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 yeah. From, yeah. plays Domino in Deadpool, yeah. So I mean, it's a little weird seeing him and just you know kiss a girl. I guess you know what I mean. Like it's a little weird. You know, <laughs> Is he in Joker that. makeup? No, he's not in Joker makeup. Uh, he's like, uh, he's like contorted yeah, ab area is weird. Yeah, I'm I not sure what he's going, going for that. that. Yeah, yeah, I, I know because they're they're trying to go. You know, he has a mental illness and all that stuff, and he's just trying to be a comedian. And I don't know, he loses his mind. And the De Niro Johnny Carson characters making fun of him. And then yeah. they invite him on the show, so you know something bad's going to happen there. I just don't, I don't know that, uh, especially if it follows that line and that's the climax. I just don't know what we do did you, it for. Do you think he'll go kind of the crime lord route as far as him, you know, having well, a whole organization? Like I mean, it seemed like that. Yeah. He had everyone in the trailer who was With wearing the Joker, Joker masks. masks. Yeah, he had a bunch of people. I think it's Joker more like cultural so. phenomenon than like leader of a gang. Yeah, people just follow him because he's, well, you know. I think I like that part as far as the Dark Knight is. That's who he kind of had in his in his ranks was all these people who were suffering from probably severe mental illness, psychosis, Outcasts. you know, yeah. uh, paranoid schizophrenics. He got them all from Arkham, and they were just all part of his, you know. I mean, part of yeah, his yeah. infantry, basically. So what what I'm interested to find out is what is his motivation? Like he's doing something like yeah. with a goal in mind. He's what an is outcast from society. Yeah, yeah. And he rejects it. And I, I get that violent. motivation. Right. So what what is his goal? Like by doing all of this, right? What is the hope is his goal is nothing. It's anarchy. Right? That's what yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't, but maybe, yeah. that's what I'm <laughs> but maybe it will be yeah, the case. Even yeah. if it is anarchy, but it's anarchy grounded in him hating his mother or whatever the case See, may be, it's still kind of weird. But if it, if it is anarchy, if he does do the crime syndicate route, these people will be behind him mm-hmm. just for the sake of anarchy. I don't know about that. That doesn't really stress maybe just digging into the man. And like I said, mm-hmm. it's the type of people he goes after is like that lower bunch. Yeah. So, I mean, what, yeah. what do people know about like everything. hush? Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze. You know, like, why didn't we get... We could do cool things with other characters, yeah. other bad guys. Yeah, I different think, uh, quiz. Yeah, the Van Calendar Tril- Man. Mad Hatter. <laughs> Calendar Man. Yeah, Calendar Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think because, like, when you look
look at all those villains, they're all kind of so surreal and they're, you know, more wrapped in fantasy as far as like, but Mr. you can Freeze ground them. Batman Begins did a yeah. great job with Scarecrow. Joker, yeah. I feel like, is more grounded than any of them, which is, I know, a little weird to say because he's supposed to have so much <laughs> yeah, mystery okay. revolved yeah, around yeah. him. No one's supposed to really know his full origin, but I mean, here we are getting an origin story. And same thing with like the director, Todd Phillips. He said he just had this story and he just he wrapped it up in a Joker bow tie to kind of just be able to sell That's it the to thing. studios. So, okay, so, so fine. And again, I can always be surprised. My expectation is low, so maybe that makes it a little better when I finally see it. But if the story that Todd Phillips has comes from The Dark Knight Returns, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I'm punishing <laughs> you for that. You know? <laughs> but oh, Okay, so... Uh, this this story it's very grounded. You know, it deals with like explosions and guns and stuff like that. Batman fighting normal people. Yeah. But I want to see the crazy stuff. Like you know what makes Batman mm. awesome is that he's a normal guy that has. Oh, he's not normal. You yeah. want to see Batman <laughs> go against a ten foot tall Bane? You know, yeah, I mean? yeah. He's like incredibly or, huge. Or Mister yeah. Freeze. I want to see these people that have like superhuman yeah. abilities and a regular guy beat them. Exactly. Yeah. With okay. his, through logic, <laughs> through wits, through yeah. his equipment and stuff. That would be great. Yeah. But now. It's no wonder just... you don't like Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. BVS was, yeah. <laughs> That's not his movie. <laughs> Martha! I'm told you have to watch the three-hour one to get it, though. <laughs> that is correct. I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> oh, gosh. But Proud we'll, owner. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know if we'll cover on the podcast. It's coming out, like, September, October, I mm, think. is Yeah, when, yeah, like, yeah we have a lot October, of movies coming. I'll so, bring a couple of them recommendations. Yeah, we were pretty but... surprised how quickly it was coming. Yeah, it's well, a quick turn, yeah. This is our second trailer, and that's it. That's you know, it. Yeah. I mean, Final that's trailer. It. It's yeah. coming out in October. What so. did they release on Instagram? What do you mean? They, they released a few like shots or something on, on Instagram. Like there were I think teaser the laugh pictures. Yeah. To, and then it was the trailer the next day. Yeah. yeah. So okay. It was, yeah. So it was just like a D23. Yeah. Was, okay. Disney yeah. releases the footage first at their, was it D23 festival? Then the next day on IMDb, you can see the footage, mm. which is yeah. where we saw Ray with the it was dual lights. Mandalorian yeah, and man, then yeah. a couple days, I think, a couple days later. Yeah. And then straight into the So Star again, Wars, like to Disney's credit, they do a good job of building marketing and buzz. I don't know how good a job this is with the Joker property, but you know, there's some buzz out there. Walking yeah. Phoenix alone and the way they've been cagey about it. Uh, it's officially rated R, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's rated yeah. R. So, yeah. so, it's so, that R so who's so. the studio that's going to be putting this out? This uh, is Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers owns all the Batman. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, apparently right. Todd Phillips really fought for that R rating too with this movie, but I guess we're just going to have to wait and Nothing see. Nothing in the trailer. So, I mean, I know, we at least thus over. far, other than tone, I didn't see anything in the trailer that like. Oh, justified, justified the R, R rating, which again so. made me think like oh, he's going to cut De Niro's well, throat or something, and that's going to be what it is. What would be nice is if they're actually holding back, and this is a completely different story than what we were given in the trailers. I hope, mm, and I they hope, just totally, yeah. you know, they yeah. just totally. You always uh, punish these trailers for giving away too much information. Yeah. I mean, Terminator. Just the idea that <laughs> just the idea that De Niro's going to invite the Joker onto his show. Too much information. Yeah. Don't it, even show it. It'd be yeah. nice if that was just all just a one eighty. You know yeah. what I mean? It would be nice. And I wonder how they're going to play the whole like you know because Joker remembers things in multiple different ways. You know what I mean? I yeah, wonder yeah. if that's going to have a play in this too. But uh, kind of moving on from Joker, uh, Sony Marvel, that's officially dead for now. Oh, no. Um, Reap. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we'll Spider see what Man. happens. Oh, Money always man. makes things work. So, <laughs> so Spider-Man. I feel bad. I feel bad for Tom Holland. I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel I bet, bad. I bet both Sony and Disney and Marvel. I bet he is too. <laughs> yeah. So I think the story is that he's still going to do the third film. Uh, yeah. The director from the past two, Mark yeah. Webb. And then they're going to uh, get Andrew Sony's Garfield get back. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. What? Oh, no, yeah, I'm just kidding. All right, all right. <laughs> but uh, it looks like right now that Tom Holland is officially going to do the Spider-Man three. We don't know what's going to go on with it, and I. Well, we know we've seen Spider-Man threes so. before, so we know oh, what's, what's, yeah. what's going to happen. And <laughs> he's going to have an emo dance scene. That's yeah, gonna Sony's been. <laughs> I love Sony that part. <laughs> has been trying to do a Sinister Six movie for 
Yeah, Drew Goddard from The Martian. From Andrew Garfield. Producer Ryan's favorite recent movie. (laughs) I have a feeling when Spider-Man 3 comes out, or when we see the trailer for it, there's going to be a lot of villains. You know what I mean? It's going to be overload all over again. But we'll see. Uh, I actually heard that the the director was wishy-washy on it, right? Mark Webb? Yeah. No, no, not Mark Webb. The guy from uh, uh, Homecoming. John Watts or something like that. Oh, John. Yeah, yeah. Is that his name? Who had the John Hughes kind of style. I I feel like he was wishy-washy on coming back. Yeah. And I think this made it even worse so yeah but could be new director think, new vision i think the final like the third movie they're still going to be settled on craven's last hunt for mm, spider-man okay 3, which would All be right. interesting yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah. That yeah. want to start introducing more sinister six at least know? it's a villain we haven't seen yeah no that would be yeah, great yeah yeah nice. i think that's awesome if they put mobius in there also that would be cool yeah but Easter i'm egg toward jared leto yeah somehow <laughs> yeah. i'm wondering <laughs> though like who is going to be the father figure for peter parker and does question, he need one anymore because he's kind of getting older like you know what sucks is that yeah they actually did a good job integrating john Favreau in the oh, Spider-Man yeah. yeah, What yeah. was that one called? I already forgot. Oh, Far, Far From, from Home. home. Far yeah, From Home, yeah. Far yeah. From Home. It was just And then Jake Gyllenhaal played a little bit as Yeah, yeah there was a little and... bit of that. Like, they actually did a he's good like, job. Uh, he's like JD from Scrubs. He's just constantly looking for father figures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great show that is. Good pull. Good pull. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> just grow up, man. Like <laughs> it's, it's Colin Hay from Men at Work. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> Who's our next father figure for Tom Holland? <laughs> um other news I got. So remember how, uh, well, last episode we did, you know, Pennywise, we did It. Oh, yeah, yeah. So apparently uh, there might be some prequels for It. So, oh, really? So, uh, well, if it makes they another 700 yeah, million. Yeah, they heard me. Yeah, <laughs> so trademark it. Send me a check. So yeah, any any good ideas from now on, TM. Yeah, TM. yeah. How far, how far yeah, back so. are the prequels going to okay, go? Okay, so um, it's all kind of rumor, and but I guess they kind of asked uh, Andy Muschietti, if, you ever, if I ever learned how to say that Muschietti, right. Muschietti, uh, Muschietti, right? Is it Muschietti? I think we so, looked it up, yeah. uh, I guess they asked him point blank if he would personally like to direct another Pennywise movie, and I guess he just replied, eventually. <laughs> and and uh, he also pointed out that uh, they wanted to do a prequel, and it seemed like a natural idea, but of course it would take time to kind of come up with a good story to kind of make it stick. Mm. And so right now he's open to the idea of making more Pennywise movies, but kind of going further back because he's been around for so long and in Derry for so long. Yeah, so yeah. right now it's a talk, and of course Warner, Warner Brothers, a new line, you know, this is making money, so they might be okay trying to shovel out a prequel or doing like a prequel yeah i would think like let's not get ahead of ourselves new line in warner brothers right yeah Yeah, let's see what the sequel does see if it's satisfying see how it concludes take it from there yeah and even if they do do it let's have a reprieve like we like take a few years see how the script goes for a prequel too and see how far back you actually want to go you know as far as if you want to go to the 50s or even earlier somebody like muschetti who has at least what i liked about it was the cinematography and the tone he could do wonders with other stuff too. Yeah. Let's not bottle him. With he's just doing the these Flash movie movies. for sure, right? So, so he's Flashpoint doing the Flash Paradox, one. okay? Or whatever, that, whatever it is now. Quite yeah, sure. yeah, no idea, so. so that's cool. Put him in the sandbox. So, let him play with the big toys. So what do you think they're going to do about Pennywise? Do you think they're going to make him an alien or an interdimensional? A giant spider. Yeah. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still it's a smart idea to still keep him, you know, shrouded in mystery. Yeah, I, think I it's agree. A good idea. I agree. Keep yeah. it in shrouded mystery, and I think if they're going to do prequels, just make it all about the new characters you introduce and just the struggles they face 
and it depends on the time frame you put them in. Like if you put them in, you know, the late 40s, make it more kind of World War II sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Things like that. You know, make it. Yeah, that more, would be interesting if the, they reflect the time something, with the something like a so, major world event going on in the background. Yeah, and he's benefiting from it or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, so I, I would say maybe kind of go along those lines. Uh, but there are, I don't know, with like the whole Stephen King universe, apparently there are like kind of hidden Easter eggs in certain future books that he has, oh, where it Pennywise? says like Pennywise lives. You know, oh, where he's not actually fully dead. Interesting. So put him in the sewer. Either, give but... him a double lightsaber and a dark cloak, <laughs> yeah, the one and let's call it a day. Snap it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is. we love it. <laughs> All right, the kids love those. Throwing this out there, what do you think they would call the prequel? Uh, gosh, I don't, I don't know. Before it, before that's what I was just thinking <laughs> yeah. right now. Before, before it. dot dot it, <laughs> I would say call it old. The dairy. before will come old up dairy. first, yeah, and we'll fade it, uh, in the it. It's gonna be beautiful. Um, in the movie, you know, of course, Ben he talks about old dairy a lot, and mm, call yeah. it, call it, you know, of course, call it it old dairy or old dairy, you know, mm. it. Or you know, it'd be cool. Knows? They'll never do this. Pennywise because... begins. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Pennywise forever. We, we assume it two is going to make millions and millions of dollars, oh, just yeah. like it won. Too so fast. They wouldn't do it, Pennywise. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's I like my that. favorite <laughs> one. <yet. laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> the, the the thing is, like, if they just had like a small budget film and the film came out and then you didn't know it was a prequel until the very end, yeah, that would be mm. amazing. But because they have to market Pull it, M Night Shyamalan on them, they'll never do it because you know you know cost too much money. Well, we talked about it last episode. Is maybe if they're going to do the prequel out. Maybe it's okay to do HBO, you know, kind of. That would do a be cool, but I, they'll they, again. Yeah, they won't yeah, yeah. be do it because yeah, but it'll it'll the the revenue of the film like the first one made seven hundred. We think this one will do this yeah, good, even if not better. better. Yeah, so they won't do it. It's dollar mm. dollar bills. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, other movie news I got. Uh, this is actually kind of a fun one. Matthew McConaughey is now a professor at the University of Texas. No, so. what? Are you serious? <laughs> is that confirmed? Hey, hey, professor hey, hey, confirmed. Like in town cars, uh, or what is he the professor? It's something with theater and film. So something with okay. film right there. So, but I guess he's now an actual right, professor. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> they actually talked about that too. If he's going to start the class with that's all how right, every all class. Right, yeah, right. Right. So yeah. I would go him. to that class. <laughs> that's interesting. He's yeah. from uh, Austin. Yeah, he's from. So yeah, he so seems like a guy Austin, from Texas. Austin. Yeah, <laughs> so that sounds I, about right. I'd sign up for that class. <laughs> yeah, just me too. To, you know, just to be able to be there. So you know, Clarence Gilliard from uh from Die Hard. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was a hacker and stuff and he was on Walker Texas Ranger. Yeah. He's a professor at uh, UNLV. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've met yeah. him a couple of times. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, he's a cool guy, really cool guy. <laughs> Man, all these actors stealing all these professor jobs. <laughs> actors make the best professors. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, everyone knows that. So, <laughs> um other movie news, uh apparently Chris Rock is a part of a Saw reboot. I had no really? idea about this. Is it about this? Yeah. Is it I heard about this some time I, ago. I guess not. Well, I I just heard about it now. Apparently, it like kind of dropped a little bit in May of mm, this year. Interesting. Uh, but it was under like kind of the uh, it was under the fake name the or- the organ donor. And yep. I guess it's gonna have uh, Rock's character is gonna be Zeke, and he's investigating a series of murders. He's a cop. Um, yeah. Yeah. Reminiscent of the crimes perpetrated by Jigsaw, and I guess Samuel Jackson's gonna be in it, and he's gonna be playing Chris Rock's father. Mm, and so yeah. I had read about this. Sometime. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So it kind of some kind of copycat situation or something. Yeah. Along because they had a jigsaw that came out i think like two years ago 2017 yeah, yeah which yeah, it didn't do yeah. too well um like the first I mean, one second third uh, i was getting you know i was in for the first and second one so yeah. all the other ones were just like what too much donnie Wahlberg, like, right it was yeah. a little, little bit <laughs> but you know it's just kind of great because i guess it, the filming just wrapped like it just wrapped up wow and I guess okay we're be getting a trailer for it probably i would say in october and it's probably gonna come out like next october you know because i think saw 
traditionally always kind of got released around like Halloween time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, oh, it's, I, it's just weird seeing Chris Rock and you know Samuel Jackson be attached to it. You yeah, know, it's yeah. Just kinda, I always yeah, have yeah, room in my life weird. for Chris Rock, so I'm happy. <laughs> what about Samuel Jackson, or is there? Is I there see a lot of him. You uh, see a lot of him. Yeah, you do. <laughs> he's still good, though. Yeah, he's still good. Yeah, it's always the ageless Samuel L. Jackson. But that season is coming upon us. The most magical time of the year. Yeah, the horror movies. The horror movies. I'm gonna take that month off. Can I take that month off? No, absolutely not. <laughs> oh well, that's all I got for movie news, guys. You guys have anything you want to throw? No, in there? that's good. No, That'll no, cover it. Good. Not as much as we're well, not talking so. about Batman villains again this week. Oh let's no, just skip, let's did skip anything on. pop up with that? Or I don't think so. Don't I had heard, I had heard more Riddler stuff, but we'll we'll yada more yada yada. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. So today we're gonna be doing 1999's Matrix. The really just defined a whole genre i guess Absol- you could say well, I don't, yeah like, i would say yeah man I mean, sure this changed, was, changed the game a bit yeah definitely, definitely changed the yeah. game for, for like sure. the action the, the lead action yeah. role the high well we talk about it all the time right well, you want to do your hot take first yeah what's ryan's reaction let's do ryan's reaction what he is welcome back to talking conspiracy where we talk about everything <laughs> anything and everything but mostly conspiracies and the truth that's a good one <laughs> which, that which right pill there. do you take producer ryan which pill do you take uh, which one is the the blue red, pill? Is red, red or the red green? you wake up, yeah. blue, red you, or the blue? You, nothing sorry, nothing yeah. happens. Like you just forget everything. Oh, uh, red one, man. Red one? I'm gonna take the red. Taking one. the red one. You want to yeah. know the truth? What about you, Tyler? Uh, I don't know. I think I just want to eat the filet. Yeah, give me I just, the filet. I just want to yeah, enjoy it. Right? Hey, if you get <laughs> like, the blue one, you're just gonna so continue with your I life. I want to be somebody important. You know, so I just <laughs> let's negotiate. Does could you take the blue one if you just like even after you take the red one, or is it just that's it? That's it. That's it. Once you're out, you're out. can't do nothing. Although, unless you make a deal like Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, to get reinserted into... Oh, spoilers, by the way, because it's only been out for almost, you know, basically 20 years. 20 years, 20-year anniversary. 20-year anniversary. That's like some of the stuff, it's just so out there. Like, I get it. Yeah. They, um... Like they blur the line between like programming and reality. And okay, I, but and 1999. So you gotta remember the time it came yeah. out. Yes, yes. So what I want to say is, I like the Matrix better, and we'll get to obviously the ratings of these things better than any Star Wars movie. I rate it higher than any Star Wars film, oh. which is weird because I'm the Star Wars guy Ouch. here for the most part, right? So that's interesting. <laughs> number one, number two, I always bitch about where is the originality in film, right? In yeah, 1999. Yeah. This is a crazy original film, right? right? Yeah. So this yeah. is high concept, but super original. Yeah, it covers like some themes that have been around for a long, long time. Internet, the Joseph Campbell monomyth that's stupid, like the hero that takes those three-step journeys. It's mm. it's all basic, like Greek mythology. I mean, it's big Christ-like if you want to go there. Mm. So it's a basic story, but done in such an original way. Then you add in the cinematography, the bullet time, that stuff. Crazy original. So for that alone, highly rewatchable, and and I give it credit. I want more of this stuff out no, there. I agree with you in that. It's just you definitely have to suspend your disbelief. Like there's a lot of things that now you can poke a, a lot of holes. Yeah, in exactly. More so, yeah. more so now than in 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people didn't understand like programming and computers and stuff, which is crazy. It was all rave music. Yeah. and just fast typing. That's all. <laughs> and I completely. This was way forgot. before Rob Zombie was directing movies. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I completely forgot that he was a hacker. Like they they spent oh, like. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Todd, uh, Todd Anderson? I forget. Yeah, I, I don't know. Mr. Anderson, Anderson Mr. whatever. Anderson, Neo. Yeah. I think it's Todd. Like, I, I, I forgot that his name, like Neo, was his hacker name. Yeah, it's his hacker yeah. And he's been Morpheus very... is a hacker. Trinity yeah, is a hacker. Yeah, all of them are hackers, all hackers. But they spend yeah. so Apoch. little time on that, yeah. and then they just what? throw you into this rabbit hole. What was he selling? He sold that thing for two grand. It was like a disc or no, something? No, they don't, they don't say they anything. They don't ever say yeah. what it is. It's yeah, just it's just a 
uh, MacGuffin. Yeah. And then just, <laughs> and then just follow the and those, those that group that all comes to his door. It's kind of oh, weird, yeah. right? There's like eight of them. They're all like the extras from Buffy or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, just <laughs> a weird haircut. movie? And, yeah, it's kind of weird, right? They all have leather jackets yeah, on. But this, like, is, this is the movie. That's, that's the style. Computer. That's, yeah. Yeah. But again, like, Everyone's think about leather. it. In, yeah, think about it in 1999. I mean, like I said, I went, I was in the military with a guy who watched this movie and he was like basically pretending to be Neo for the next three years. So it was a cultural phenomenon. That was everyone in my high school, man. Yeah, right? It's kind of weird. scary. I will say this. I really want Morpheus's sunglasses that have no... Yeah, yeah. That was beautiful. You know what? I wonder... You see him put it on, too, when they visit the Oracle. Yeah, that's the best part. I forgot he does that. he just puts it on his head. Yeah, he just clips them on his nose. I just think it's so funny, though. You think you get nose marks, I'm wondering what they did to keep it on, because if they use tape or whatever, he just had to move his head very slowly so it doesn't whip off. This is... It's sort of pre... I mean, obviously, the Star Wars movie came out, so Phantom Menace was heavy CGI, but this was, like, light CGI. So when they do, like, the rear-view mirror shot or the the shade and the sunglasses, Mm -hmm. those are really cool things that we hadn't seen a lot of. Maybe some music video stuff. I know he was... uh, The Wachowskis were inspired by Asian cinema Mm, and uh, Michael Gondry, who did Eternal Sunshine. and There were some Western classics. Yeah, some Western Obviously, the themes and stuff. But, like, some of the way they do the cinematography super super interesting it didn't win an oscar for cinematography it won all four it was nominated for but it did win for editing and again i thought like the editing was unbelievable the pacing mm-hmm. when we talk about yeah, star wars my very agree. first talking quick episode pacing 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 this thing moves fast hard and it's satisfying in that way mm-hmm. in some ways that's what fails in the sequels the pacing is a little bit off because yeah. you have to do so much exposition here we don't. You don't need to exposition. There's no exposition because nobody really gives a shit. It's fighting. It's bullets. It's glorified well, you get a lot violence, of explanation. And, as not far that as what's much. Going on. Morpheus I mean, sitting down when you first introduced to him, and then a little bit from Agent Smith and a little bit from the Oracle. Well, you yeah, get a, that's not you get a lot. It's, you get a lot it, of exposition in this. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. He explains, sure. he explains what happened. He <laughs> yeah. explains that they don't know at what point like the machines took over, but it's this is the high point of them is 1999 for whatever reason. There's a lot of things that I completely forgot or I missed when I first watch this movie yeah. and yeah they, they do a lot of jargon about like uh like technology battery stuff, thing, and stuff battery yeah, stuff they explain the a lot humans and, become batteries and it does like i agree with nick's point that the editing makes it seem it like quick. yeah, yeah. yeah. you never dwell quick. on it long enough to be like but in the sequels like you sit on a park bench for 10 minutes it seems like listening uh-huh. to the oracle or listening to the guy with the white beard this They're one you don't have that yeah. problem so yeah but it, it's one of those things though that i feel like with it's very stylized all yeah. right and how about the opening sequence yes yes with just the screen and the cool matrix that was my screensaver yeah, for like yeah. 10 years <laughs> of course you along with everyone in my yeah, high school right? <laughs> i'm that guy but, but, a shame okay so uh, but what i'm saying is it's very stylized where like you're watching this movie and you can enjoy it and then um with some of the exposition that's given if you miss it or if you don't catch it you're okay with it yeah because that suspension of disbelief is there you're like all right they're doing this and i get it yeah we'll, we'll just I'd push call it, it, forward uh, with it they've got a lot of world building in this yes but, but yes. with that editing like you're talking about it does move very quickly and you're just kind of you're given the world and you're just like okay you know not everything is real we're in the matrix right now yada 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 you have your software for training you know yeah, you have yeah. your jump thing or whatever your jump training so. and I do like that in the beginning the, the with downloading that... the kung fu I mean yeah, come on man that's a very, that's that's interesting cool, yeah man. very interesting but I, I do like in the beginning when they have that action scene with Trinity it establishes a yes. lot of the rules and it builds excellent off of that. I forgot yeah, how good, good the opening very was good, I forgot yeah. the first eight minutes I was like holy shit I didn't think it was that good I could have sworn it just opened with just Neo and some exposition but like the introduction of Trinity and 
and and the, yeah. and, the, and the race. He has to go. I love. The, listen, this is a great choice by a director. A lot of directors wouldn't do this. He goes out on the ledge and then he chickens out. Yeah, that's yeah. cool, man. Like that's interesting. You know, they made some really interesting choices. There, here. There's a lot of scenes of him just waking up. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And and I feel like they, they do that. That's the thing. Some yeah. of the transitions. The plugging are bad. in and plugging yeah, out is a yeah. problem. <laughs> some of the just, there, there's just but there's one not moment, much you can do about that. Well, there's this one moment where it fades out and then fades back in, and it seemed like a made-for-TV movie. Like this is where a commercial is supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah, I and did notice that. It was that. very blurry. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I first saw, well, I saw this like when it kind of came out a little bit afterwards, like 2002, 2003, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, but rewatching, so it's probably been a good while since I've seen this. Um, I hadn't some seen of it in a while. Some of it did not age as well, and I think <laughs> okay, I let's think talk about I it. think it's not the movie's fault. I think the fact that it's been parodied so much, Agreed. it's hard to take it some as that, serious yeah. because yeah, it's yeah. just been parodied to death so many countless times. So it's just kind of like I think that's probably why I didn't hold up as well because it's well, the give same us a thing. couple examples. Um, well, of course the bullet scene when yeah, he's oh, dodging yeah. the bullets. <laughs> um, of course the very opening scene when she stops midair to do her little crane kick thing. <laughs> yeah. You know I what I mean? That. It's just like I've that was seen a scary this movie or one of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and, thing is, like, here's the thing, right? Bullet time or the view was it view morphing or whatever they did. Yeah. Again, we had seen it in some music videos. We never really seen it incorporated into film at this t- at this time anyway. It's not in it as much as I thought it was. Yeah. You actually don't really see it till toward the end. The hand to hand like combat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good. The fight yeah. choreography is great. Is very oh, good. In yeah, my man. head, I'm thinking about the sequels more than the original. Now the re- the original is refreshed in my mind. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, man, these guys came up with something interesting, not just story, but the way they shot it. Yeah. The mm-hmm. music they used and the way it was edited and the obviously the CGI incorporation. Yeah, yeah. Super interesting for what it was at that time. Yeah. So speaking of which, you bring up the CGI. I think for 1999, the CGI not bad. is not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Sentinels, so. yeah, they look a little they, bit. They're like cartoon signs, movie, yeah, but not but awful. The, not the, awful. The worms, though, that that one portion where oh, yeah, they, the they bug, pull out, right? yeah, they pull yeah. out the bug, and then all of a sudden cool. it gets covered with liquid and stuff yeah, like that, it's all gooey. and then just digs into him. It looks great. Yeah, yeah. and I naked think... Keanu Reeves, a little bit weird. <laughs> looked like a mannequin falling in. Yeah, it was a little bit odd. Well, he actually lost weight for that. Oh, did he? For that scene, actually shaved himself. Yeah, maybe he just looks weird. I don't know. Which Matrix is Neo fighting against all the ancient Smiths? I think that's the second one. Second one. Well, no, the third one. one They actually do it in two. Um, Agent Smith in the playground. A, in the playground. Yeah. Oh, that's number two. Number two. two yeah. Okay. The PS2 He starts one. assimilating yeah. other members it, of the Matrix. It looks himself. terrible. Yeah. The PS2 yeah. looks so bad. But this one, this looked great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I think they might have overstepped their hand a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, when we we'll get, have all these myths, it'll look cool. And when you do, it's like, well, we just spent so much money on this, you've got to throw it in there. It's like, simultaneously <laughs> good and bad. And we'll talk a tiny bit about the sequels because we're probably never going to cover them on on the, on the uh, Talking Flick podcast. Yeah. The thing is, like. Once Neo becomes a superhero, once he starts flying at the end, yeah. now you have that Very problem end. of like, yeah. what do you do with them, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think they actually did something super clever in the in the sequels by saying, okay, well, the one, the story of the one, the arc of the one is part of the Matrix, and they use it as a deterrent to keep mm-hmm. humanity down, right? That's interesting. The way they execute it, uh, it's got some problems, right? Yeah. So, but I still, I still yeah. think the sequels did not do quite as bad as everybody so, thinks. Do you want to talk about the numbers? You want to go over the numbers real quick? Get yeah, go into the numbers. Yeah. All right, so let's do the numbers real quick. This was $63 million in 1999. Okay. Significantly okay. cheaper than The Phantom Menace. I think it's much better. 171 it was the fifth highest grossing, I think, of that year. Um, 171 US, yeah, it was fifth. I nailed it. And uh, globally, it was 292 so 463 worldwide. Okay. Off a $63 wow. million dollar budget, so wow. that's a lot of profit. Yeah, yeah. Paramount, I believe. The sequels come out uh, just pretty shortly thereafter, $150 million budgets, right? So All that's right. more modern day. 
The Reloaded sequel makes four, 742. That's a solid profit. The Revolution sequel makes 427 worldwide. Okay, so now, by number three, it goes So number down. three, yeah, you start yeah. to get, yeah, that's the one where it's they start declined. That's why the gap between now three and four. Uh, Critic-wise, the first movie, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes for the critics, 85 for the audience. Ebert, for some reason, doesn't like it. He's usually on my side, yeah. but he doesn't like this one too much. He gives it three stars. Reloaded gets 73% critics, 72 audience. Revolutions, oh, this is rough, 35% critic, which wow. I think is kind of harsh. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. 60% audience, that's more in line. You okay. know, if the critics said 50%, I would have said, okay, fine. So with that, with that being said, this brings up an interesting topic that I actually wanted to talk about. So the second and the third one, the, the quality- Captain Tangent. The the quality <laughs> went down. Like a lot of people tend to like. I think it turn went sour. progressively down. Yeah, but yeah. now a the lot of people got old. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are super excited for Matrix Four. Why well, time, is that? Time is well, a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. So time kind of heals all people. <laughs> and and again, you know me. I'm I'm the so, oldest guy at the table, so I'm the one who suffers from the nostalgia uh, virus <laughs> the most, right? So it's a problem for me, right? I miss Neo. I got room for Neo in my life. It's the Keanu. Yeah, yeah come on, man. Keanu. Let's bring him back. Let's Keanu. roll it back. Now, the key to this whole thing is we already saw what happened with Revolutions, right? Now, there's some things in that movie I really like. A lot of it I did not like. And they tied in the video game. It got Again, it got too much toys, marketing, nonsense, right? So they got to get the story right. That's what they missed in Revolutions. I didn't think Reloaded was that bad. What about Johnny Mnemonic? Or what is it? Johnny, 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 Johnny Mnemonic? Mnemonic? Yeah. I think Johnny that movie Mnemonic. was that bad, Give actually. that a sequel. I don't hate that. I haven't seen that again, but it was, I didn't I that I heard movie. that was good. Yeah, it's not a terrible movie. Oh, no, no. I was For, like, lowbrow sci-fi, yeah. it's not bad. No, I was thinking I Equilibrium. It. Is Equilibrium? No, Equilibrium. It's not bad yeah, either, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, that one's not awful like either. Anybody ever see Event Horizon? Sci-fi? Yeah, That's an underrated film, too. Paul Wes Anderson? Oh, is that who it is? Paul Verhoeven? Verhoeven, I think Is that who did it? Yeah, I thought that was super smart. Sam Neill, my from Red October. So what about this? If Matrix 4 is bad, like, will you be disappointed? I want to talk about Matrix 4, but let's uh not, let's not jump the gun. What, what about the action sequences? Specifically in the first movie, which mm. ones did you like? Which ones did you not like? Um, hand to hand, when Neo realizes that he is the one and he's going with Smith and he's not even trying <laughs> and he's doing, you know what I mean? He's moving really fast, but yeah, he's trying yeah. to punch him and That's he's just completely blocking everything. It's so. kind of beautiful in a weird yeah. way. And then the, the music they use, again, we hadn't seen like the techno punk, the metal rock infused in a film at this time, 1999. Yeah. It hasn't really but been done a lot. It's funny because... Later on, we see it with Fincher and stuff a lot more, <laughs> uh-huh. but that's pre 99. Now, Fight Club is the same year, 1999, but we hadn't seen it a ton before that. Yeah. So it's funny. You gotta give it credit for doing that. This movie, they combine like that techno music with like the computer age, yeah. and that happens in like all the other movies that are revolving <laughs> yeah, yeah. around like Pretty hackers. Much. Yeah, yeah. They blast anytime techno they in the do a parody, and they type really fast. Know, like, <laughs> I want to see right, classical. Up rage That's what I want to see. Oh, yeah, classical. That'd be nice. So, uh, but uh, my favorite action scene was Lawrence Fishburne's character, uh, Morpheus, when he's fighting against Agent Smith in, oh, yeah, in, in close quarter. Yeah, and close quarter. Combat's really, really Yeah. And I like that they they set it up really, really well when Trinity kills that one agent. They set it up really well early in the movie when they say everybody who's gone toe-to-toe with an agent has died. So the interesting thing is Trinity comes out okay. She kills an agent in the subway protecting Neo. And Morpheus holds his own for a minute there before Mm. he eventually succumbs. I don't know. It looked pretty one-sided to me. I don't know. Morpheus (laughs) had a couple moves in there. He was keeping up. Yeah, but it was just mostly defense. It was mostly defense. (laughs) I give him some credit. I ride for Morpheus. I hope he comes back. <laughs> he probably, well, they were talking about doing that prequel with uh, Michael B. Jordan. I don't know if that was ever set yeah, in stone. Yeah. But he was going to come back right. as Morpheus. But, he was, you yeah. know, 
which would have been it's interesting. Just, I don't know what yeah. that story would have done. And I still think there's a there's a chance to infuse Michael B. Jordan in this one too. So, so let's figure that out. One thing, as I was watching this movie, obviously I know the ending. I know it's about the traitor and the heel turn. Joe Pantoliano, yeah, Cipher, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> every time, every time, like you know, I knew that's it was fucker. coming. So yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> in my mind. I was like, oh, this guy. I can see this the little, guy. yeah, the little hints. But of he's him a pretty good actor. He hands his, it up, but in an interesting tone. way. Yeah. When he's eating and stuff, and he's negotiating with Agent Smith. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He pulls it off. All no, right. no, he's great. Yeah. But I still was like, "Fuck you, Cipher." <laughs> <laughs> so, Actually, in the sequels, they, they do it again. They kind of rehash that same idea, but it's done in, in a, with a much worse actor and a much less clever. Oh, way. really? Mm. So, <laughs> so um, I don't know if this was like a fan theory, but were there other potential ones? Because they said Morpheus said that he had this rule that if you are past a certain age, they didn't release you from the matrix. When they go see the yeah, Oracle, yeah, yeah. it's all kids. Yeah, so which it's is all kids. Right? So it's, it's kind of like they don't release you past a certain age because basically you're not supposed to do it because of course it's you've got to find your things. too shocking when you up. wake up from yeah, the system. Or something. You yeah, you yeah. lose your mind, all that stuff. So was Cypher a potential one because he was only awakened from the matrix? He said nine years. Mm. So did Morpheus think to that he Cypher say was that. a potential one? I thought the one. same thing because they go, out of the, they go out of their way to say it's only kids with Cypher. Yeah, had yeah. Like but 30. they take Cypher, they take Trinity, they've gone to go see the oracle and of course they get different you know stories yeah, yeah. or whatever it is they never like, get into the idea of like are there other ways to wake somebody up besides the pills um do people just wake up on their own who is the so first person to wake i up? think they do animated? wake up by their, their does the their matrix own. wake yeah, them up in, to repeat the cycle so as we figure in out the, the uh in the anime there's an animated movie never the animatrix, saw it yeah, yeah the animatrix there's a series of them. wachowski yeah, episode um there is one character some of them are who, really good uh by fear force of will he woke himself up for the matrix which is cool i i think that there is a possibility of them waking up because there is a whole procedure. He he wakes up in this pool of jelly or whatever, yeah. and then all of a sudden this machine like comes down and verifies that he's awake, and then all of a sudden the, sh- the cords saves yeah. him. Well, no, no, but the the cords shoot out, the the hole opens, <laughs> yeah. and then he's well, just, they're gonna throw him away. Yeah, right? and they throw that's him away. The yeah. And I think that's what happens if they get too old. Like they're they're still aging. They're not used. They're not useful batteries anymore. Yeah, they're not yeah. useful. Yeah. So they get rid of yeah. them. So the little line has gotten real small, right? So, so that, that, that's that's what I'm thinking in, in that regard. Yeah. So that's kind of the impression I got with Cipher because he was taught, you know, when Morphe was saying, you know, we only wake people up. There's certain rules for it. I was like, was Cipher a possibility, you know, possibility that he was going to be the one, and that explains why there was somewhat of a former love connection between they're, Cipher and Trinity. They're all failed ones. Yeah, to they're some all degree. failed. The only thing about that is so. that's weird. Is they wouldn't put they would put the ones against agents. Mm. And I feel like when Morpheus says anybody who's gone toe to toe with an agent that's died, those are like the test case ones. I, I, so, yeah. How I, many ones has he gone through? Yeah, I don't you know. <laughs> I don't think that they're conditioning ones. They're trying to like widen their odds of figuring out who is Possibly. the one. I do think that Cypher might've thought that he was the one. That's why he was so jealous of Neo and he yeah. was so upset that Trinity was giving all her attention to him. But I mean, Keanu Reeves is much more attractive than Joe. Pan. That's oh, true. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. I don't know what yeah. he's so mad about. You can't argue with that. <laughs> they have this. They have this. Plus, he has the heart. creepy goatee. I mean, come on, man. You got to do something with that. Grow they, it all the way out. They have this one-on-one when they're talking, and then Cipher is like, "Did did he tell you?" 
And then he's like, yeah, I t- he told me that I'm the one. So I was like, oh, like the way that he delivered those lines made it seem like we've uh, been here before. Yeah. That, yeah. that he's delivered those lines to him. And now I like he's the mystery. Of it, though. But uh-huh. I, I do think that maybe Morpheus thought that Cypher was the one or he thought these other people were the one. And that's why they're on yeah. the, this crew. Or one of the things in the sequels that's not very well done, that's really well done in this particular movie is that there are cool side characters here, not just trinity who by the way at this time is like the sarah connor of these Uh like she's a badass and you hadn't seen too many of those female characters in Mm -hmm. 1999 yet so credit to carrie ann moss and the writers there um but also joe panaliano i think marcus chong plays tank uh apoc mouse switch like there's interesting side characters they most of them die unfortunately apoc and switch they did nothing they did nothing (laughs) mouse had more they look cool though and they were interesting in a weird way and again in the animatrix you get a tiny tiny bit more so mm-hmm. i think what the sequels really don't get into it more they focus too much on the one storyline yeah, yeah whereas this one there's at least a couple pieces of the side characters so like when when apoc and switch die it's somewhat interesting you feel some emotion to me it, it didn't feel very emotional because no. i didn't really care about them i, I cared about mouse about i thought yeah. mouse, mouse was, was, cool was a too. great character when he dies yeah. a bummer but I, I thought it was funny mm-hmm. when he was bringing up that when they were eating that that oh girl. the red woman or the red dress woman no or? no when they're eating the gruel and he was like wondering uh-huh. how do they know what chicken tastes like and I, I like that scene because he's pointing out plot holes and things that yeah. he shouldn't be looking at I agree and he's bringing it out here's, to the forefront and I, mean, I that's really enjoy that how did the machines know what he, certain things here's taste the thing like? right? exactly, so exactly. Ebert, when Ebert first or... he pinned this movie as a three star right and he liked some of it and he didn't like a lot of it one of his problems with it was they introduce all these big ideas and then they forget to explain them to you yeah what I think is is I don't I don't fault the first one for this, right? Because I really like again the pacing. As long as I'm having mm-hmm. fun, remember Star Trek? It's fine. I'm not gonna ask too many questions. In the sequels, when they have no choice but to explain it to you, right. that's when it gets to be a bit of a drag. Mm. And that's a bummer. So that part is like it's almost like a tongue-in-cheek moment. Yeah, yeah. Entertaining in and of itself. In the sequels, they don't have that luxury and that becomes a problem. Yeah. That's why I worry a little bit about the fourth one, but of course I'll pay for it. Yeah, because that first one, it. it's all world building. Yeah. And yeah. It's yeah. like when it's that world building, you're fine with being thrown into it. Because you're just still learning. You don't have to answer all the questions. You're just introducing them and let's have fun inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, do you guys blame Cypher for wanting to be re uploaded? Because it seems like, you know, as far as they have to eat that, I mean, I like filet every single day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He eats it medium rare. That's how I take my steak. So, you know, I I, I I don't blame him. I I don't blame him. And I would also have a crush on Trinity. So I I get him. I'd be a little butthurt about that. (laughs) (laughs) Who's this new good looking guy? That's a bummer. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame him at all. But at the same time, like, if you didn't, if you took the blue pill in the beginning, in the very beginning, he's like, why didn't I take that blue pill? Yeah. You would have been stuck with your regular life. Like, yeah. there was a reason why you chose the red pill. And it's either you're not satisfied. Like, they didn't paint Neo to have a great life. He wasn't right. happy with what was going on. And he was searching for answers. I feel like that he was looking for something different as opposed to fi- wanting to find the truth more yeah. so. And that's why he picked the red pill. And then with Cypher, I feel the same way. I think that he didn't really like his life so that's why he chose the red pill and now he has uh, a, a it's a, a in, intellectual for, yeah for the movie is and... really really interesting in that intellectual curiosity right the intellectual curiosity of how deep does the rabbit hole go mm. you either have that in your body in your brain or you do not and mm. that's the difference mm. between the two pills right so cypher on some level 
you know, regrets that he has that in his brain. Yeah. So. And to be honest, Cypher once he just, got the answer, he's like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> like if he was so upset with what's going on, like, why does he like continue? Like, you know, yeah, he right. just, well, it's like, where do you go? Yeah. Well, he'd be like, Hey, you know what? Just open the hatch and just leave me out here. Yeah, like, I'll guess. start my own civilization. <laughs> once again, it's hard not to bring up the sequels because they're so relevant in the story. But in this film, when you're in the Matrix, it's so cool. Everything looks cool. And when you're outside the Matrix is when it starts to lose a little bit of the luster with the CGI is not so great. Everybody's wearing the crummy clothes and they're stuck in the Nebuchadnezzar, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's a little bit weird. But it works really well, again, because of pacing and it's functional for the story. In the sequels, when you get out of the Matrix, it's l- way less cool. Yeah. And like what are we doing dancing in the bottom of this weird <laughs> like Zion. like the fraggle cavern from fraggle yeah. Rocker. it's very odd right but in this movie i didn't really have a problem with it so if i block out the sequels i think this movie flows really really well it's really uh it's just a, it's a it's a modern blockbuster that's kind of era defining yeah. in what it does now i got two setting questions. the tone for the future now i got two questions yeah. would this would this have been better just as a standalone yeah, it's hard to say no to that. Other, other kind of aspects. I think the, the, is, the answer is yes, because we've seen the sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Now, maybe that can be retconned in Matrix, Matrix 4. We don't know, because you can always fix something. So we can the Rise of Skywalker can fix The Last Jedi, right? <laughs> so it's possible, right? But obviously knowing what happens in 2 and 3, even though there's a lot of good stuff that I like there... Yeah, as a standalone movie, this would have been iconic. Yeah, yeah. Walk right. away, drop the microphone. This was this is your this is your opus. Yeah. Now, second question: Did they escape the Matrix? Is what they consider outside of Zion or everywhere outside of that? Is that actually the Matrix, or is this kind of just a layer? Well, a story within a story is what they talk about with the sequel, right? The and story Inception. of the one. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, right? so yeah, I don't, yeah. Or did they actually? I don't escape, know. You know, you want to I mean, yeah, you want to so. bring up conspiracy theories? <laughs> this is what spawns uh, what is that uh, uh, simulation theory or the simulation? Yeah. Well, I thought that was around before this, or was, was it? it? I don't know. Uh, like I, I thought know. this was like the like what got people. This thinking. This made it cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made it cool to think that. And and for all the audience members out there, if you don't know what the simulation theory is, well, please don't tell us. It's the like the matrix. Yeah. You're in the Matrix, yeah, the Matrix that we're with AI like progressing as it has that we're actually a program that was created by a smarter intelligence of AI and essentially that's right. what Neo Neo does he uh-huh. sees the code that's around him and he's able to break the rules yeah. because he has the cheat codes and he can adjust yeah. the code while in the Matrix and that's what we're trying to do all right if anyone knows what the code is all right find me you there can is DM no spoon. me on there, yeah exactly <laughs> it's there such is a great no spoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't give me credit for my Twitter post there is no podcast <laughs> the thing is like that is not an uncommon story or an uncommon conspiracy theory you can apply that whether it's to computer hacking or robots to yeah ancient aliens or religious figures or whatever you want to do. But this right? is more relatable though. This I get is more it. Relatable. But, but again, give the Wachowskis credit for in, infusing what was happening in 1999 into a story using Joseph Campbell's monomyth mm. culture, the, the the evolution of a hero and then putting the Matrix behind it mm. and, you know, making it cool, right? So you're making something old, cool and new again, which is originality, yeah. you know? So I kind of like that. Let's talk about the battery. So- Alright, <laughs> let's do it. So, because it's been parody in so many things where it's just like anything would make a better battery 
than an actual human being. <laughs> like an act, and it was kind like of parody. potatoes. Yeah, like potatoes. <laughs> yeah, or we would be battery. we would be complicated. Like, where's the yeah. corn? Where's the and, rice? Um, where's the potato? So where's the sun? You know? <laughs> yeah, and so you could have just killed the humans and kept the sun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of things. Yeah, it's the same thing. You can poke a lot of holes right, in it now. Yeah. And but again, uh, if you're having fun, it's kind of like Star Trek. Why are we doing along on for the ride? Yeah, we're along for the ride, but. I, I think with the Wachowskis, their original idea was to have it network based was that's why they're keeping all these humans was mm. they use their minds as a vast like kind of a too hard network. To, too hard to put on film. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess yeah. it was the producer I like that, idea, that stepped in and said, <laughs> no, that's too complicated. Let's do the battery idea. No, because, no. That's how the other one yeah. sounded way more interesting. Yeah, the other one does. I mean, I guess because nowadays 2019, it's like everyone knows, you know, with the cloud. They know a shared network. They know what that is. Mm. But back in 1999, you're still doing dial-up. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. it's easier to guess. You know, be like, no, they're for battery usage rather than. For what about storage. using uh, 1999 as the height of mankind? I thought that was interesting. I had forgot that that was the point. Like, no, you're this is actually 2199, and what yeah, you're seeing is the height think. of humanity, mm. the height of your civilization, 1999. Like, I don't know. Is that they, the height? They, they picked that because it's right before that. It's where the Lion King the Y2K came out. Toy Story. Before the Y2K. Okay, yeah, all right. I, I think. And again, I timely, think so. right? So give them credit for uh, capitalizing on that. I mean, yeah, I want to talk about one thing before we, we close up. Because for me, the movie is memorable for a lot of reasons. And, and obviously, I'm riding for Matrix 4. I want it to be good. And I think the Wachowskis deserve a lot of credit. This is Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving, a top 10 villain of all time for me. Where oh, does yeah, this no, guy rank for you Oh, guys? yeah, it was Mr. Smith. Not yeah. only is he iconic, his dialogue is unbelievable. His sort of like laid back demeanor is unreal. And his evolution in the sequels is goofy. But as long as I saw more of him, I was pretty happy. And I got to see way too much of him. But it still was very, very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, there's really right? multiple so, copies of him in the His, in the his line about like, you know what other organism is like that? A virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, it's no, amazing. he's great. The he smell. That is the sound yeah. of inevitability. I mean, like it's unbelievable. It's uncanny. So it's, uh, it, at least with that, I was happy with what happened with him in the sequels. It's definitely really interesting too when he's having that dialogue with Morpheus because he wants to escape the Matrix too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's just as fed up with yeah, being. He becomes a glitch in the system just yeah, like no, the one. Or he's been there the since Oracle. the beginning. He said he's been there since yep. the beginning because the the first simulation was too perfect. He said, yeah, look, yeah. he's and like, so it's, it's the it. smell, man. I just can't take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I can I, uh, can I ask you, uh, why are the robots doing this? Like, that's one thing that I was like, it doesn't get... Survival. So, I think like, it's basic but, survival. Yeah, but okay, then now they survive. Now, what are what are they doing? Yeah. Are they keep yeah. The, yeah. To yeah. keep the human the mind Yeah, what are they doing? Like, what's the end game? Yeah, what's the end game for yeah. these guys? Like, they aren't making the world better. They're like, yeah. I, I've seen other, like, movies and TV shows and stuff like that, that uh, the... Robots believe that humans are obsolete, that they're they're wasteful creatures, and that's why they kill them, and then they make the world better so that it could drive. Or, yeah, or something. Or, but now, yeah. within the Matrix, what is their end goal? You know, what are they trying to do? I think that's with a lot of movies who are just like where robots take over the world. It's just... Well, what are you doing? What are you going to do now? Then that you taking over the world? Yeah, like exactly. what are you going to do to prove it? Or are you going to, you know, it's all about the journey, I guess, of them taking over. But no one ever really. And it's funny because now I'm just thinking about that. It's like, well, what are your plans to kind of yeah. do with it? Yeah, like, they're like just because. Yeah, or they're like, like they're, like, uh, they're uh, robots. I don't <laughs> think they, they don't take it that far, they man. Just, well, they no, hate but humans. They're not supposed to experience it. <laughs> they're supposed to be creative. They made all this. They're so smart, yeah. and now they're like, oh, well, shit. What are we what supposed do? to do now? Yeah, because what would Termin <laughs> What would Skynet do if they didn't have to? You know 
know, go back in time all the time to yeah, kill yeah. John Connor or yeah. Kyle Reese they're, they're just playing I games. Would, like, uh, yeah, I don't worry too, too much yeah. about it. What have, would they do if they didn't have that? They just have a picture frame of Neo after he's dead, and they're like, I will remember <laughs> you. <laughs> da, 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 da. Send him a letter in the lake house, sir. Uh, that's, a great, that's a great song. <laughs> can, can we, uh, I also want to point that's out. That's an Ed Burns movie. That closes the Brothers McMulliner. Anybody ever see that movie? It's a small indie movie. It's really good. Watch it. Can I, can I also point out, okay, so the parallels between this and John Wick 3 when they're in the uh, lobby. But that's tongue-in-cheek no, on purpose. No, okay, know, no, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. But I want to say, like... And I, we didn't bring up the lobby sequence for action. Yeah. Uh, very, very well done. Super no. cool. <laughs> well, I thought it was cool. I, I, I disagree because... You don't like the concrete flying off the pillars. Gun choreography. Super, yeah. Okay. I, Interesting. Okay. Uh, everyone thought it was cool back in the day. And yes, I give it for it. It's something different. And I, I mm-hmm. But... If you really look at it, Neo is running in a straight line in slow motion while we, he's We call that the gun. fatal funnel of fire in the That's military. That's all it's he's not gonna work doing. <laughs> but you know why? Because he's the one. He knows he's uh, he's okay. Did you also <laughs> notice that they just throw away their guns? Like, they don't reload? Yeah, like, exactly. As soon as they're done, they it just was, throw it It was away. quicker to open the sack and get new guns out than reload. It's yeah, weird, constantly right? but, Or guns, open yeah. your trench coat. And so so, so what, what I'm saying, though, is the gun choreography, uh, compared to all the fighting choreography, and then now... Looking it's not at about it. logic. It's about feeling cool, <laughs> yeah. man. And it was cool. Back in the day, it was super cool. But yeah. now, seeing it, what is capable... It hasn't aged as well. Yeah, it doesn't age I, as yeah, well. I actually, because I'm, I'm always a Debbie Downer on this stuff, I did forget, like, there is some glorification of violence within this movie that I was like, uh, all right. But it's done so stylistically that... And again, like I don't care so much about the logic. Yes, I was yes. Like, it's cool, man. I feel cool. It's, whatever. It's so, very stylized. Yeah, the stylized is interesting. Yeah. But again, it's just it Neo solves a lot of problems. Running in a straight line in slow motion. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would say Trinity does a lot more ass kicking. Yeah, than Neo. And, and again, oh, no, credit does, to her. Yeah. You know, so. and he does a cartwheel. That's why I'm glad she's coming back. I don't know how she's coming back because we know what happens to her. But you know, that's why I'm glad she's coming back. She's Spoiler. a cool character. So, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so. Let me see. If you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Yeah. Like yes. If you die in the game, dream, you die in real life. The mind, you in your dreams, the body you can't live without the mind, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and with the Agent Smith program, it takes control of whoever is like most nearby. Oh, they're dead. Yeah. They're so, all dead. Yeah. So basically, every time they kill someone in the Matrix, so all the security guards they shot who are just doing their jobs, they killed them. They're killing in the, the people real that they're trying to life. save. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to save. So they're killing everybody. And yeah. of course, they just, just die so I can save you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just to clarify that, they were just killing I, these people. I, I want to bring this up because I know I get in trouble and eventually you'll fire me for bringing this up. But we'll talk. I want to talk a little bit about the Oscars, right? This okay. movie's iconic for me. This is before they expand the best picture and they start getting blockbusters involved with the Oscars, uh-huh. right? In 1999. Okay. Now I ride for Fishburne or Hugo Weaving as Best Supporting Actor, and possibly Carrie Ann Moss, Best Supporting Actress. Mm. The people who win are Angelina Jolie for Girl Interrupted. That's a good performance and a good movie. Okay, yeah, I can yeah. argue. But the other nominees, Tony Collette, The Sixth Sense. What is that? She should have been nominated for that? Did she have a Tony huge Collette part in The Sixth Sense? Kind of weird, right? Yeah, it Trinity is kind of weird. Who is she right. in The Sixth Sense? She's, she's the, the, the wife. She's yeah. the wife. She's the is wife or the mom? Her? I think she's the mom of the kid. Oh, no, she's she's the mom of the kid. Yeah, she's, she's the, the mom of the kid, but the like... Oh, I'm thinking of Unbreakable. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get your uh, Shyamalan confused. (laughs) Catherine Keener for John Malkovich. Not worried about it. It's fine. She was good. Samantha Morton, Sweet and Lowdown. Uh, 
no, no. Chloe Savenny for Boys Don't Cry. I just feel like that category screaming for Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah, at least a nomination mm-hmm. there. Get a blockbuster mm-hmm. involved, right? And on the best supporting side, Michael Caine wins for Cider House Rules. It's a good movie. I like that movie. It's complicated if you want to talk about it one day. Tom Cruise, Magnolia. Michael Clark Dun- Duncan for The Green Mile. It's fine, but he could be kicked out of there. Jude Law, Tom The Green Mile. Think How about dare Haley, you? Haley Joel Osment for The Sixth Sense. He's afraid All of the right, dark. All right, I'm fine with that. So it seems like they're rewarding The Sixth Sense because of the amount of money it makes as a blockbuster. But really, you could have got some Matrix involved there. And again, best picture. I think it's best I, picture. I think, though, that there's a lot of controversy that surrounding this movie at the time. When it released, like, so? because yeah, of the violence man. or yeah, because of... Exactly. It yeah. was the violence. There's yeah, a lot of things that were going on. It. It. I mean, people bitch so much about The Dark Knight being nominated for Best Picture. We mm-hmm. could have got this nominated. This this could have been could, a nomination. It probably deserved a nomination, yeah. but so did Sixth Sense, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, as far I, as I just, I just think that you have to... You're looking at this movie in that in that the time Sense frame, got nominated but for you're not thinking about the cultural climate at that time. Because I do remember that there was a lot of controversy behind it with the amount of guns, and then... A lot of people, this is the shift of the action hero. Before this, like most of the time, the action heroes were these big, buff, burly dudes. And then this is right. when it comes That's why of... it's era defining, because it does change. Yes, that yes sort of, exactly. Now the skinny computer hacker can be a Exactly. A and that's, that's, it was relatable for a lot of like high schoolers that were into computers and stuff like that. And yeah. then parents were outraged. They were like, oh. Did you know, he's talking this about action. Like... This is Tar- one of Tarantino's top 20 films of all time. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. I don't know if it's totally true. Yeah, half ass internet research. I would Understand that it seems like a Tarantino film, right? Yeah, he, yeah. He derived a little bit out of this, right? I, and same thing. I know we're going to talk about it. It's just <laughs> ninety nine. Yeah, I can see the hype around. It. I can see why this movie is so cool. Oh, yeah. It introduced oh, a yeah. lot of new things. Watching it in 2019, all you see is parody after parody after parody. <laughs> exactly. So it's exactly. a little hard to take it Listen, seriously. we didn't come here to tell you how um, this will end. We came yeah. here to tell you how it's going to begin, the, the right? Wardrobe, you know, the wardrobe, the wardrobe, the leather, the, leather, the, the trench coat. I don't think it's a bad thing, right? I'll go ahead and parody the movie. Go ahead Nick, and enjoy Nick, it. Nick, if, if I saw someone dressed up like that today... I'd be scared. Yeah, I'd be like, that's a mass shooting situation. Get out of here. I bring it up, like, I forgot that there was some glorification of violence. So at least at that time, I get it. You know, now I think everybody for it. It you seems know? pretty John Wick is like the third goes. biggest movie of the year. True. So. I agree. I when, agree. After I finished watching it, I saw that it has an R rating. I'm just like, that's a little weird because I saw this when I was probably like seven or eight. Yeah, it feels PG-13 uh, now, right? Yeah, it's kind yeah. of, you know, as far as like over glorification. You know, the funny thing is like, we, we, now, listen, but, originality, right? We will take violence in a Marvel movie and it's always PG-13 or less, right? When we talk about this one, it's rated R. Like, this is a Marvel movie. This isn't like uh, one of the harder Marvel. This isn't the Winter Soldier. There's not as much violence yeah. in this as that. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? I, so I, I think like if you, in retrospect, that they should go back and, and, and retroactively nominate it for Best Picture. <laughs> I want to. Can we talk about the what ifs? Can we squeeze in yeah, some what ifs? In the what okay, ifs, so the big what ifs for Neo, just Neo. We won't go crazy on this one. How about Brad Pitt? We always talk about him. DiCaprio as Neo. Okay, Will Smith, and then my favorite of all time, Sandra Bullock. Sandra ah, Bullock, very close. Okay. Oh, man, this one up twice. <laughs> she legitimately was almost Neo because she had wow. done the hack. Or remember, was it the hack? Mm. No, the net. I'm the sorry. net. Yes. The net. She ordered a pizza online. <laughs> that movie has not aged well. <laughs> oh my God! You could order online. a pizza online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Any of those? I want to see the Sandra Bullock on, one. Yeah. The rest uh, of them, I'm okay uh, with. Yeah. Bullock, Actually, Pitt see. was very close too. I think Seven Years in Tibet Pitt's got in the way. Too handsome. I agree. I don't like him. Plus, he does Fight Club the same year. So. Yeah. Yeah, who else? Oh, so it was Pitt. DiCaprio, DiCaprio. I don't like it. Will Smith, um, maybe. 
Uh, no, he had iRobot. He had iRobot. Yeah, that was later, <laughs> think, but yeah. I think it's because Keanu's face, it's so yeah. it's so neutral, and I think that's why you can kind of input it. He has his stoicism what about, behind yeah. it. What about Sandra Bullock as Neo and, and Keanu Reeves as the Trinity character? As the Trinity character? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see that movie. That's yeah, that sounds interesting, movie, right? Yeah, that's not yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that sounds Trinity does a lot of ass-kicking in that, so yeah, I mean, yeah. she really does. So. <laughs> All but, right. <laughs> All right, guys. What rating would you give this, if you want to give it a rating? Mm. Those are always optional, so if you didn't know. So, I... Uh, as I was watching this, it doesn't really age very well. Like I, I'm and surprised. I, I'm yeah, surprised you said that. and I, I, well. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it's worth. And it's one of those movies that really will stay with me until the end of time. Like I'll always think about the Matrix. I'll always remember the parodies. It's hard to separate it, but just looking at a film in today's day and age without the parodies and stuff like that, it doesn't sustain that uh, same uh, shock factor as it did yeah. when it first came out. Yeah, I'll buy and, some of that. And when when I watch when I first came out like awesome I would give it a 9 out of 10 right there but nowadays like drops it down significantly I give it a 7.5 7.5 uh, ancient uh-huh. smiths yeah. <laughs> all right there you go yeah, right. we'll take that <laughs> I think listen the Shawshank scale is about rewatchability mostly but memorability is really important I remember so much of this movie unfortunately the sequels kind of blocked my mind a bit rewatching just this one for the podcast kind of cleaned it out a bit so mm. now I'm it's fresh in my mind I think it's rewatchable I think it's super memorable I think it's pretty error defining and for the most part the cgi look the helicopter crashing into the building the trinity jump across the building some of that stuff's super super cool and we hadn't seen it a ton and then even when neo takes off and flies i thought that's <laughs> that was right? dumb, that was was dumb. Okay, that was, yeah. <laughs> i like the way it ends man so it's hard for me to deny oh, it shit, he's flying. like i said for me the matrix is better than any star wars movie i'm sure i'm gonna hear it on twitter oh, for that but man. it just is i just think originality over stuff that we've rehashed too many times i like this film quite a bit i give it an 8.5 in the Real, real quick, you just brought up something in my mind. What happens after they unhook? Like, so he flies around and stuff like that, and he's like, "Okay, I'm done with the Matrix. Get me out of here." He gets out. Well, in the, se- then- in the sequels, he transcends both worlds. Basically, no, but uh, what, what, if he escapes the Matrix? Yeah. But in this, <laughs> yeah, like, depending it, on what you believe, <laughs> immediately after he finds out that he's the one, he flies around or whatever, and then he lands, and then picks up a phone call, and then goes in, and he's like, "All right, cool." He, and well, he, he's he comes out to- of the seat, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" And then Morpheus is like, "Hey, that's cool, man. You're flying around. All right." But I, the, listen, the, the way, you got to think about the symmetry, the way it opens with the computer screen and then the way it ends where, he, again, it didn't, we didn't come here to tell you how this will end. We came here to tell you how it's going to begin. The rest is on you. He can now communicate with the Matrix. He's broken the code, so to speak. Yeah, and in the Matrix. He can, he can do whatever he wants in the Matrix. In yeah. the Matrix. This is, we're just looking at but it Think from... about Ready Player One or something. You People don't unplug that much. Maybe Neo basically spends most of his time inside. And then he, he just comes just, out to eat. So he's just eat laying. His <laughs> and then what do they say to him? Morpheus like, hey, you've been They're in looking for, for like a way to win. Hours. They're looking for a way to beat it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Again, I just if, think if, it would be a funny conversation between Morpheus, Trinity, and Neo after he comes out. I was like, all right, cool stuff. We found out that you're the one. You know what? <laughs> Actually, if this movie had ended and there were no sequels, I almost think it'd be a nine and it would be right on the edge of my top ten of all time. But because they delve deeper into the story, it's hard to block it out. Mm-hmm. I just think people. originality yeah, yeah. and the beginning ending symmetry, the way a movie is constructed. Remember, it won, it won four for four at the Oscars. It gave it credit for the sound, which is unbelievable. In this movie. Yeah, I watch yeah. it. I crank the speakers up when I watch it. That and It paid off music. big time. <laughs> and then the editing, and I think it won for visual effects at the time. 
pretty clean looking. You watch Phantom Menace now, it's like watching a cartoon. This is much cleaner than that. It's not mm-hmm. perfect, but it's much cleaner than that. But so I'm, I'm very sorry, worthy Tyler. of that 8.5. I cut you off. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm about cut to cut you, you guys off. <laughs> Good, so. Yeah, so. Well, uh, that just kind of dawned on me for Matrix 4. How do you get out of the Matrix? You don't have a landline. Almost everybody has. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. when's the last time we saw a payphone? Exactly, around. exactly. That's so why you, you always Wi-Fi have a landline. You just get out the Wi-Fi. It becomes a period piece, right? Because they have to be set in 1999. Oh, man. Yeah, so with this movie it's just i don't think it aged as when i think a lot of it is from the fault of just other movies parodying yeah, it yeah. so much to death it's not the fault and, of the movie itself yeah, it's and, the fault of soulless millennials yeah, like yourselves I get it. also <laughs> you know with the conspiracy theory and you know with the whole battery thing it's stupid it really <laughs> is. i mean like, i get the concept someone had it's to fun, say it <laughs> it's interesting it's cool you can do all this stuff in the matrix this is nice the guy idea, who defends like constantine but, and the magic uh, and all just, and, yeah you're saying that come on it's now so stupid. have some perspective uh, i mean if it was like you know i get the idea of the matrix i definitely get it you know but the battery thing it's not about making sense it's about looking cool come on man (laughs) yeah you know those trench coats (laughs) (laughs) so i mean but the fact that it's so genre defining and it really was something new if i saw this in 99 i imagine i would be very amazed by it yeah yeah it's just it has not certain aspects of it have not aged as well certain aspects have aged well i'll give it you know know the problem is the you're the pure emotion guy yeah i want to say you back to 1999 when you were like four years old or whatever <laughs> yeah. and i want i want you to have that pure emotion experience that i had and then you I can invest in, in plastics theater. yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly right <laughs> invest what? in verizon invest in, come on there's a lot All of right. companies what, what uh what's your rating oh, uh, i'll give it i'll give it seven ah oh, gosh seven is light seven oh, seven light. exploding right. smiths or seven cool sunglasses or right. uh, can, uh when, when it too gets know. a nine we're gonna have some problems so can i can i just one last thing when uh they save Morpheus and he's in the chair and they pull up with the helicopter. How did they and... not shoot him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, Neo, yeah. They... Neo oh, yeah, is agree, not yeah. even aiming. He's yeah. just spraying the Gatling gun inside the room. <laughs> he might be so good where he can direct the bullets where they need to go. <laughs> he's not the one yet, though. At that moment, he's he was not there. the one he's yet. There. He's just Mr. Anderson. So, uh, But yeah, uh, let's move on. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, they all pick their, their hacker name when they get out of the Matrix. Trinity, mm. Cypher... I'm assuming yeah. Mouse is a Apoch, hacker name. Switch. Apoch, sure. Switch. Yeah, yeah, they all pick their hacker name, except for Tank and... Well, uh, what would be your yeah. hacker name? Oh, man. <laughs> Furious. I think mine would be Furious. I Furious. Yeah. I don't know. Furious? I don't know what my uh, hacker Mine's going to be Garbage Boy. Garbage Boy. Oh, oh, Tripod. Garbage Boy. I don't know. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler's is going to be animated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But we'll move on to our next next segment. Uh, we're going to skip over We've Got Mail. We're running uh, short another for time. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on. Give the fans a voice. It's all right, fans. Hey, keep on sending them in. Talk yeah, we'll, we'll get to them eventually. We'll move this one yeah, along. don't right. worry. We'll do two or three next time. Well, maybe just one. But <laughs> <laughs> or we'll have a whole episode of just questions. Yeah, just questions. Yeah, yeah. the mailbag episode. Us, I like though, it. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Keep on going. We're gonna go through it. I promise. Uh, next segment: uh, recommendations. So, anything you guys want to recommend? Reading, watching, listening to, or don't want to recommend? Uh, uh, you want I'll me go to go first. first? Oh, okay, you yeah. Go first. Yeah. Uh, another artist. Uh, actually, two. I'll give you two. Uh, as I was watching the Matrix, I don't know if you'd be into the first one, but maybe the second one. Don't judge me. You don't know. Me. <laughs> As I was watching The Matrix, I don't know if you guys have heard of Logic before. 
He oh was, yeah, yeah. He's an underground rapper. Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. So. I have heard of uh, <laughs> Exactly. He was on the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's Fuck right. Is noob noob. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Dan, Dan Harmon, by the way, Joseph Campbell is a big uh, influence on him. Also, he uses that the- theology. Yeah, but I used to uh, I used to listen to him when he was back in the underground, and he could spit. He is so sick. But he came out with uh, a song just recently, maybe like within the past year or so, called Keanu. Oh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, and okay. the, oh it's called Keanu Reeves. Yeah, like Keanu Reeves. And I as I was watching it, but... this movie, it goes, "I'm the one, bitch. I am the one." Like Keanu Reeves, and, <laughs> and I was just singing that the whole time as Keanu Reeves. That was sounds amazing. <laughs> so, when, when Matrix Four goes meta, they're gonna put yeah, it on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So check out Logic. Check out that song. It's called Keanu Reeves. Uh, the second one that I'm actually really into right now is Dominic Fike. Uh, he has only nine songs out. He has like one album, but it's really chill it's it has like a a sublime kind of feel with okay. a little bit of like post malone minus the sound effects or the the, uh-huh. vo- the vocal post effects. malone has grown on me for yeah, sure because yeah. of you so check out uh dominic fike i really like uh, the groove that he's putting out there all right we'll check it out i listen i didn't see a ton of stuff this week but I want to push a little bit for uh, the James Gray Ad Astra film that comes out the 20th. Okay, yeah. We know we're going to be doing probably is that September or is that uh, September 20th? September 20th. Okay. September 20th. I also am still riding for Mindhunter on Netflix. I watched a yeah. documentary called The Family, creepy religious documentary. I liked it a lot. And listen, we did The Matrix today, right? 20th anniversary, Matrix 4 news. They re-released The Matrix. You want to go see it in the movie theater? You want to get that movie theater experience, <laughs> Tyler? Go out. It's in the movie theater for about seven days. I think it'll be there till like September 4th, September okay. 5th, through Labor Day for sure. So go check it out. I um, want that 1999 yeah. I'm telling you, I cranked the volume and made all the difference <laughs> on tech, this movie. That Dracula right Definitely. There. Rob Zombie. <laughs> wake up, Rob Zombie. Wake up. That's the way it ends. That's Matrix ending. is one of the movies that I probably had like a full day Technically, of it was movies. I went to the movie theater after I watched one movie. I probably saw Sneaked into uh, just snuck into, all uh, the time. Uh, when I was in the military, it was all about killing time, and I would just see one after another after another. It was amazing. Oh, so that's how you became yeah. who you are. <laughs> as part of it. As, as a kid, I lived in the basement, so yeah, I definitely had a lot of free time back oh, VHS yeah. days. So uh, for my recommendations, I've been reading a comic uh, called Gideon Falls. Oh, okay. Yeah, all so, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. so yeah. Gideon Falls just came out. Uh, 2018 has got two volumes out. I mm. think they might be coming out the third volume sometime soon. Uh, basically the first one is called, it's called the black barn mm. and all it says is it's got that channel zero kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Where this yeah. Black barn kind of just mysteriously pops up in specifically like this one area. And every time it pops up, people start going crazy. People start disappearing. So it revolves around like, of course that horror mystery. Um, another thing that I'm watching on the last episode was wet, hot American summer, 10 years oh, later. Oh, you're yeah. watching that? I wanted to go so, back to that. I haven't had how, any time. How was it? How is it? It's only eight episodes. I'm on the eighth episode okay. and they're only like 25. Five, thirty. You know, they're only about 22, 25 minutes long. Same vibe. Oh, okay. so Interesting. Same vibe. It is ridiculous, <laughs> but it is like I'll just kind of say it like this. Um, this Bradley is on Netflix, Cooper, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, right. So Bradley Cooper couldn't make it back for the ten years later one. I know he's in the first day of camp. One, well, he's big time. Yeah, he yeah. was in one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, but yeah. he was in first day of camp. I think you should watch first day of camp. I haven't seen that one yet. Because, I need to know uh, the order of what to watch them in. Somebody's got. I think it's text, movie. It's Twitter movie. For me. It's first day of camp, Tweet and then ten. Yeah, well, Twitter okay, out yeah. ten years later. Right. But I haven't seen first day of camp. I'm watching ten years later. Um, just kind of one example of it is Bradley Cooper wasn't able to make it back, so they actually hired Adam Scott. To come back and play Bradley perfect Cooper casting. playing him, <laughs> yeah, perfect. And the way they just so the way they justified it 
is they said that uh, Adam or Bradley Cooper's character, who's now married to Michael Ian Black, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, or still is because they got married. One in the of movie. the greatest love yeah, scenes yeah. of all time. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, well, I'm afraid people are going to notice my nose job because my deviated septum. <laughs> and, like, and that's why he looks completely different. Oh, and goodness. it's amazing. It's, that's it's, hilarious. It's, it's a fun little watch. And it's just okay. so ridiculous. But yeah, it's very wet, hot American summer. But all uh, right, all right. that's all I got right there for recommendations. Yeah, check out definitely Gideon Falls. It's a lot of fun to read. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing It Chapter 2. Yeah! So I'm going to go see it either Thursday or Friday night. Um, yeah, same here. I know if it gets time... a higher rating than The Matrix, I'm out. I'm dropping yeah. the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, like, last time I went a couple years ago, they decorated, like, the movie theater. They had red balloons everywhere. Ooh, they actually had a clown. That's too, creepy. As well. The, the yeah, triangle cool. red balloons glued together that don't look real. All right. <laughs> no, we'll they said see, single red balloons. That's <laughs> all you got. Okay, all right, all right. Balloons. Yeah, single red balloons. So I don't know if I trust that. Do I trust this red balloon floating around in my movie theater? Yes, everywhere. Yeah, it's flown around. So, <laughs> but uh, Ryan, where can we find you at? Hey, if you like my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. Uh, if you are a fan of fantasy, if you're a fan of comedy, if you're a fan of D and D, come check us out. You don't have to be a fan of all three of them. You can just be a fan of you one. You need of them to be a fan like of it. all three. <laughs> you have to hit the tripod to come out. Yeah, yeah. If you if you hit the trifecta, then you're gonna love it, it even more yeah. <laughs> but even if you just like one of them you're gonna enjoy the podcast essentially it's a real play role play collaborative storytelling podcast that uses the D fifth edition system to uh tell this fantasy story uh me and a bunch of friends we get together we have a lot of fun we have a lot of laughs and we build this uh epic yarn if you just want to follow me i'm on twitter and instagram at ryan underscore.com that's ryan with an i underscore d-o-t-c-o-m if you're sick of comic book movies and you need originality that's dragon questicles right there that's the height <laughs> of originality you can always go to realwatchability.com, see my top 10 movies of the year, my latest movie reviews, top 10 movies of all time, top top TV shows of all time, and you can hit me up on Twitter at RealWatch. Nick, just uh, don't yell at me about Star Wars. So actually, I've been on your website and I've been reading some of the reviews of the movies that we talked They're about. They're amazing. No, no, and I like them. They're great. They're very well put. Oh, um, look at this. I'm getting credit from producer Ryan. Yeah, no, no, no. the karate man. But what I don't understand, we'll edit that though. Part out. <laughs> you leave that in. What, We're not going to have that. What line, I don't man. understand is I'm able to read. Read this one article in like five. It's minutes. concise, yeah, right? Very quickly. But here I can't show. But my I don't know Is why. That the point you're making? <laughs> we're huh, we're pushing right. like an hour thirty on each you know of these episodes. You know what? I talk a lot more if producer Ryan wasn't here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you know why you like those? Because they can't fight back. The articles can't fight back. That's why you like them better. <laughs> oh man! As always, we're talking flick. You can find us over on Twitter, flick underscore talking. Reach out to us, email talkingflick at gmail dot com. Talkingflick at gmail dot com. <laughs> Follow the white rabbit. <laughs> Follow the white rabbit there. Uh, if you're going to rate us. If you're going to rate us. <laughs> yeah, definitely Apple Podcasts. Uh, leave a review to as well. Write something out. Uh, five stars. You know, give three, us five stars. Three, three and a half. We'll no, take it. No, five. Five, five stars. Only. If five you want to write a negative comment, put five stars. Yeah, it's yeah. And it's funny. Still, yeah. So, yeah. You'll be, ed- you'll be edgy and cool, just like wearing a trench coat in the 90s or, you know, millennium. Sunglasses with no, like, uh, arms or whatever. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no ear. Well, I don't even know what they're I don't even know what yeah, called. Frames, frame yeah. legs. legs. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, legs. Just, but but <laughs> wearing all black and a trench coat in the summer. Oh, man. God, these sunglasses are pinching my nose, man. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Speaking of parodies, you remember the South Park episode with Asperger's? And they, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, no, I'm not Asperger's. But anyways, uh, Twitter, Gmail right there. Uh, if you want to come to Patreon, help throw in a dollar, keep the lights on, help us give you more content. 
feel free to we throw will in a take dollar. your money. yeah we'll take the money oh yeah we'll give you matrix too well we won't give you matrix we'll give you the woman in the red dress we'll give it to you give the people what they want we'll sign no, it for you legitimately though if you give on patreon definitely we'll do a movie that you we will do your we'll take your even if it's an animated dc film which will make me nauseous but we'll do it if you become a patreon and you email us with the worst movie we have to watch we'll we'll watch it the next donation is going to be weekend at bernie's too people are clamoring for weekend at bernie's too incredible sequel it's going to be a dollar from not tyler for the animated justice league yeah, movie yeah, just for the, yeah exactly you're right you know what i may donate to Another get what i want to get an extra all pick is it. just us going extra sways almost famous director's cut all three of us oh man can we tell them it's the highest rated podcast it's the highest rated podcast yeah almost famous the highest people love almost famous for now so yeah we'll hear that bring up hereditary the lowest rated podcast we still have to watch midsummer too yeah yeah eventually 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 i think it's gonna be out uh rental soon so i might as well just catch on a rental so at least i can try to suffer through that yeah but it takes place in daylight. So. It's going to be so gross. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so gross. yeah, guys. Uh, Gmail, Twitter, Patreon right there. Uh, next week, It Chapter 2 finishes off, Ryan. All right. Hey, that was Talking Flick, and we will talk at you next week. Know thyself. There is no Talking Flick. <laughs> <laughs>